podcast. Podcast. Hello and welcome to Pumping Up the Podcast. I'm your host, Elise Eldridge, and today we're going to be breaking down Season 2, Episode 25 of Hannah Montana. It's called Hannah in the Streets with Diamonds. <laughs> and my guest today is Kayla Littleton. Hi, Kayla. Hi, Elise. <laughs> oh boy, what a doozy. <laughs> Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Before starting, I was like, I'm going to take a guess and say that I have not seen this one. And I am pretty sure that that is, in fact, the case. Because what a fucking trip of an episode. Yeah. Uh-huh. I it, It's one of those episodes that I'm like, but why? Like, it doesn't further anything for the no, show? No, absolutely nothing has changed from the start of this episode to the end of this episode. No. Nothing. Like, even the B-plot doesn't really have any consequence. Like, <laughs> it's I don't just... Think so. I mean, like, the B-plot... I think the B-plot's my favorite part of this episode, because the A-plot is just oh, definitely. so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> this, truly... I, I was, like, trying to take notes, and I'm like, how do I take notes on what I'm watching right now? <laughs> You don't. How do I how do I dictate what I'm seeing and hearing? I genuinely don't know how. This yes. B plot aside, because I did like parts of the B plot. Yeah. However, that aside, I'm trying to think. I've been trying to think for like two hours now. I'm like, is this my least favorite episode of Hannah Montana I've seen? <laughs> it I might think be. it might be. <laughs> I'm like, what was one that I hated? And did I hate it more than this? And I'm just like coming up empty. Yeah, I can't. I can't think of an episode I dislike more than this one. Um. <laughs> and I mean, I still have a lot ahead of me. This could get knocked back. I sure hope it doesn't, though, because this. Yeah, this is, I mean, this should be bottom of the barrel. <laughs> I guess some of the later, the later episodes in the later seasons are a little weird, but like, I don't think any of them are as weird as this. This is bizarre. <laughs> it's gross. It's unnecessary like it's just so weird so this episode (laughs) (laughs) let's actually talk about it we're being so big (laughs) this episode opens with miley lily and oliver talking about how cool it is that hannah's getting her own diamond on the hollywood parade of diamonds which i'm sorry is the (laughs) dumbest name for anything i get they can't say hollywood walk of fame and they can't say she's got a star but parade of diamonds yep the parade of diamonds i i was like oh boy uh and they then, they, like, see, like, Madonna's diamond, and Lily and Miley are, like, very excited, and Oliver's like, what's up with chicks and Madonna? But then as soon as they walk away, he, like, it's takes like, a picture with it. <laughs> and I'm like, just be free, my guy. Miley and Lily are not gonna be mad that you like Madonna, one of the most no. popular recording artists of all time. Like, it's not, <laughs> it's not weird to like Madonna. No, it's really not. <laughs> so... I, I also, this is just like, this is just a tiny thing in the grand scheme of this episode, but they are several times in public saying things about the Hannah secret that like, they're just saying out yeah. and around people. I like, can't right, believe you're getting a star or you're getting a diamond. Yeah. 
Because yeah, the next thing that happens is Lily turns to Miley and she's like, where's your diamond going to be? And it's like, girl, you're in public. And then again like, later, they're like at, um, they're at like the guy's office and Miley calls Oliver Oliver, even though he's dressed as Mike. And I'm yeah. like, what the fuck, guys? Yep. Just because he stepped out of the room for a moment. like He was no, still no, in no, the no, room. No. He was on a phone call. That's right. Yeah. No, the Hannah secret, again, we we talk about it every episode, is like the least protected secret in the world. But this episode had some bad moments of, of, uh, is that even a secret? Yeah. So Hannah's diamond is going to be two past Madonna and one past Brad Pitt. But there are multiple businesses that are like from carts that set up right next to that particular spot on the street. And, God, the first one is, like, a chili dog. Chili dogs. (laughs) And everyone who buys one of these chili dogs drips chili all over the ground and all over the diamond. Like, I'm sorry. (laughs) Who who can't eat a chili? I mean, chili dogs are messy, but they come in a boat. You eat over the boat. I just, I feel like that's common sense. And this is like a stupid bit that didn't need to happen because most humans know when something comes in a boat and it's drippy, you eat it over the boat. I I don't know. I mean, I, also the other thing is like, it's really nasty looking. And I think they probably did that on purpose because like when they initially show the star or like the diamond, uh, it's gross. Yeah, they they don't tell you that it's chilly at first, and I'm like, what the fuck? Because it looked nasty. <laughs> it looked nasty. It's disgusting. And so Miley tries to convince the like chili dog guy to move his cart unsuccessfully, and I'm pretty sure I heard him say, and I hope I heard him wrong, but I'm pretty sure I heard him say, I've been slinging ween at this spot. For like you decades, know, it, it very that? well may have been. He said he was slinging something, and I think it may have been slinging ween. That would make the most sense. Slinging ween, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god!" <laughs> Thank you, Disney Channel. Thank you so much, Disney Channel, for this hot dog guy slinging ween. <laughs> what? Yeah, and he's like, "There's nothing that'll get me to move uh, from this spot." And I'm like, okay, so this is what the episode's going to be, trying to convince the chili dog guy to move. No. No. <laughs> no. Not at all. <laughs> Never. He goes, and he's like, break time, I'm done for the day. He rolls out. And then this flower cart rolls up, which I did clock, is called Parker's Posies. <laughs> yes. It is. What? Who was that joke for? <laughs> It's we've we've talked about how off these jokes are in Hannah Montana. I think that's like like I'm I'm gonna go ahead and and like float a theory that the writers didn't actually come up with it that that was like some prop person just like having fun, like trying be, to be whimsical honestly. when they were doing their set dressing. <laughs> uh. But uh, the gimmick of the guy who runs the flower cart and his son. Is that they are both very, like, congested (laughs) and are always, like, hawking phlegm again all over the diamond. So it's, like, mixing with the chili. It's so disgusting. It's so disgusting. It's it's just so gross. And, like, my favorite thing is 
the flower cart rolls up and Lily's like, oh, they can sprinkle rose petals on your diamond. And I'm like, no, who? Seriously? She's not dead. The only time people leave people things at people's stars is when they're dead. Like, For no. the most part. <laughs> like, yeah, as far as I know, most people don't leave things at stars unless it's for a dead celebrity and like a recently dead celebrity. Not like... Just on the day to day, I I am still at this point thinking, okay, the plot's gonna be about these carts, and it and it and it isn't. I can't stress enough how much it is not about that. But the carts are are like five minutes of the episode, not even. Yeah, and there are so many points in my notes for this where I'm like ending a paragraph and I just write, sure, okay, like I just like this yep. may as well happen. Yep. So Miley complains to her dad about how bad the situation is with her diamond. And of course, Robbie Ray has a diamond and he has to talk about his now. I I was like, I was like, I don't know that I buy that Robbie Ray has a diamond, but sure. Why not? He's like, it's more important that you're getting one than where it is. And... But apparently Robbie Ray's diamond is placed directly in front of the Chinese theater and one of the most photographed diamonds ever just because it's where the tour bus lets off. Which, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> and again, in my notes, I wrote, okay. Yeah, sure. That that tracks for the, the Anna Montana universe. <laughs> they have this kind of back and forth that I actually think was like really well acted, but still just nonsensical, which is them like... Miley trying to get him to trade locations and Robbie Ray being like, no, you need to learn the lesson that location isn't important. And she's like, but if it's not important, then why won't you switch with me? And he's like, I'm too yeah. old to take my own advice. Yeah, I'm too old to take my own advice. Uh, and I'm just like, okay. Sure. <laughs> then Hannah goes to see Randall Garrison. And it's interesting to note, on IMDb, he is listed as Randall Harrison, but very clearly, every single person in this says Randall Garrison. So Garrison. I, don't, I don't know what happened there. He's the president of the Diamond Committee or whatever. And he has been in a lot of things. And I instantly was like, where do I know him in particular from? It's because he played Russell Thorpe on Gossip Girl. There you go. So there you go. <laughs> Anyone that's been on Gossip Girl, I will recognize you. <laughs> yep, pretty much. <laughs> He is like, Hannah, you can have absolutely anything you want. And she's like, okay, cool. Can you move my diamond? He's like, no. (laughs) We don't move anyone's diamonds except for one. Oh, well, whose was it? Yours. Yeah. I have so many questions about the logistics (laughs) of this diamond committee and the diamond parade. Because it really is presented to us that the only option for Hannah's diamond and then this other person's diamond is, Are these two spots? Is that like on either they, side they of Madonna? Only, they can only go to one of these places, and I'm like, can't you just pick another location? Can't you just pick a third right. location and maybe like, since everybody agrees that the Hannah spot is like really shitty, maybe just like retire that no one. one. Gets it? Yeah. <laughs> maybe just like don't have anyone there. <laughs> yeah, like put some terrible old dead person there. I don't know. Like I don't. It's really presented as if you can either be next to Brad Pitt or next to Madonna. And those are the only two choices. Yeah, I really don't get that. 
I really don't. <laughs> because they're adding new things to this, like, all the time, right? Which is the point. Right. So why they can't add it somewhere else, I just... Ugh. It's flawed logic, as most things on Hannah Montana are. <laughs> so, yeah. So Hannah's Diamond was originally in a great location, but then there was a special request from a puppet named Pancake Buffalo to swap their locations uh, so that Hannah would be in the bad spot and Pancake Buffalo would have the good location. And he's like a host of a children's show that's been on for like decades. So Pancake Buffalo. <laughs> Pancake Buffalo is a purple buffalo puppet. Is it? Like it's for certain. So, so pancake it's purple is purple. I don't know if I. I don't. I also am not sure. So, are we supposed to? <laughs> <laughs> pancake Buffalo, voiced and performed by a woman. Mm-hmm. Pancake Buffalo, a boy. I. I don't know what we should assume about Pancake Buffalo's gender. Boy, question mark. Not that it matters. Not that this puppet no, has genitals. I, I feel like, but like I just I, I was confused. I, just, I feel like I feel like Pancake Buffalo is described as a boy, but I don't. But he's he's voiced and maneuvered by a, a crazy old lady. So yeah. I don't know. It might like to be fair. Half of the animated characters on TV are voiced by women, so... Well, that's true. It, uh, who knows? Although, I would say that Pancake Buffalo's voice is even more feminine than... Than, than Cindy, the puppet performer, when she's just speaking. And hers is already pretty up there. Yeah. But I, I will say that Miley does the one redeeming quality of this, and I couldn't even write most of them down, because I just, I, like, couldn't... I couldn't get myself to focus, but... Miley does get a lot of good one-liners in this episode. Like, when she's leaving yeah. the office, she's like, I'm going to go talk to the hand that's up to its elbow in Buffalo butt. <laughs> you know? She she said lots of funny things about puppets. Uh, you'll just, you're just yeah. going to have to take my word on it. I really don't think I got any of them down. But... No. So... But, they, yeah, there were. There were some good pu- puppet jokes. Yeah. But the biggest thing <laughs> is that, that mis- Mr. Garrison... Uh, is like delusional at, and will not refer to Pancake Buffalo as a puppet. Well, he's Pancake Buffalo until the end. But then when you get to meet Pancake Buffalo, you find out that it's probably more because Cindy is the most delusional. Well, I think <laughs> I think there's just because we see a little bit of it with uh Lily too. I think Pancake Buffalo, we're meant to believe that Pancake Buffalo is very beloved and, like, a lot of people grew up watching Pancake Buffalo and it, like, helped them in their childhood. So I think it's more that they just, like, like this guy seems to have a very special connection to the program and he seems to be a very big fan, which is, I mean, it is odd, but it, it just, it feels like if someone was, like, so adamant that, like, Elmo were real... And I'm like, I loved Sesame Street as a kid. I love Elmo, but I'm aware that Elmo is a puppet, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And it felt like he didn't want to admit that Pancake Buffalo was a puppet. And it was kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. So 
Hannah, Lola, and Mike Stanley go to the Pancake Buffalo show. Oh, Mike Stanley. Hannah, Hannah's outfit in this, she wears this outfit for like pretty much the whole episode. I don't think it's that interesting. However, Lola is wearing a white wig with a pink headband and pink like plastic hoop earrings, a black Mm -hmm. and pink striped like cowl neck sleeveless shirt with like a long sleeve white shirt with studs on it underneath and one really long gray and black striped fingerless glove, lots of belts, red plaid pants. Mike looks Oh, just absolutely stupid in a yellow shirt, like a Shrek green hoodie, a green beanie, and then a blue visor that he has chosen to wear upside down so that it's sticking straight up into the air. He looks like a fucking idiot. He looks so oh. bad. I just... It's so weird to me the way they just, like, took elements of, like, 2007 fashion and then just made it, like, completely, like, bastardized and stupid (laughs) because they were teenagers. Like, in every episode, Hannah, Mike, and Lola are wearing at least, you know, like, some resemblance of a, like what would have been cool outfit but then they just put it in weird colors or weird mixes of things and like put something on incorrectly they're wearing so many layers wouldn't they get just so hot yeah you're in southern california wouldn't they just be melting in these like six shirts and stuff like right but then like when you see hannah's like other famous friends they they aren't dressed as crazily, and so I'm just like, but why? Why? Is, I mean, Mike and Lola are eccentric, but like, why are they that eccentric? And Hannah even doesn't always get the best outfits, but like all of the other famous people we meet have much better fashion than Hannah, Mike, or Lola. Yeah, generally ever. speaking, I yeah, I think Hannah's looks have been all right lately. Lola's a very big fan of Pancake Buffalo, apparently. She sings this whole song about potty training. About pottying? I just, yeah. I, at this point, I'm like, is this what the episode is just going to be? Just more of this? I don't, I don't have the patience for this. <laughs> no. I don't have the patience for it at all. Yeah, so Pancake Buffalo is doing a space show. There's like a guy dressed in an astronaut suit. I don't remember the specifics, but then Hannah goes to talk to the woman who puppeteers Pancake Buffalo, whose name is Cindy, and she is incredibly over-the-top childish. She stays in character 24-7, and Hannah is like, you don't have to keep pretending like Pancake's real. I just want to have, like, an adult conversation with you about this serious thing. And... She's like, what do you mean? <laughs> He's not a puppet. Pancake is real. Like, oh my God. He was my date to my high school reunion. I did write that down. I was like, you're fucking with me right now. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, And then she has this also weird obsession with these Swiss chocolates. Yeah, so they, they bring that up. And I was like, how on earth is this going to be relevant? And it turns out it becomes relevant in like the scheme at the end. Yeah. But it was... They took so long 
with her like explaining why this particular kind of chocolate is so good and i'm like who cares but right like it, it was just clearly to like explain how weird this woman is well, yeah and then it, it didn't strike me that it was going to be like a plot device because i mean if it were right. on like a normal show <laughs> i would assume it was going to be a plot device like but not Hannah like, Montana. I've watched so much fucking Frasier lately, and if something gets introduced on Frasier, it will be relevant later. However, Hannah Montana's not is not like that. They're like they just throw everything at the wall, no. and they're like, "You'll see," <laughs> you know. So I was not expecting this to be relevant later, but then it was. But Hannah brings up with her about how they like stole the diamond spot from her. And Cindy's like, you're right, we did steal it. <laughs> and, but you're going to have to talk to Pancake because it's not my decision. Yeah. If it were up to me, I'd give it back to you. But it's not up to me. And Miley's just like, uh, yes, it no, is. <laughs> I do want to give Miley credit for approaching this maturely and for like wanting to have a normal, calm, honest conversation with this lady it's not Miley's fault that this lady is an absolute nut job. <laughs> Correct. Like Miley was prepared to have like a business discussion, basically, and be like, what can we do to fix this? And the lady was just like, right. nothing. I'm insane. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crazy. Um, but you can talk to the puppet. Yeah, she's like, talk to Pancake about it. So she goes back to being Pancake. And Pancake's like, you need to ask me in your happy voice. And I'm like, for the love of God. I, oh, there's so much about this. I'm just like, what was the point? I, I still, like, I don't understand why on earth they gave us pancake buffalo. Like, couldn't she have, like, gotten in a fist fight with Kelly Clarkson or something? Like, there's right. so many other things. Like, we've, we've been introduced to so many other like real world celebrities that like exist in this universe. Why couldn't they have brought like Jesse McCartney back? <laughs> or even, even if you don't feel like doing that, maybe make it someone that's like a human. Know, well, yeah, make it a person, <laughs> make it fucking Michaela for God's sake, or make it right. like a friend of Tracy's and Miley's having to like work with Tracy to try and figure this out, you know, make it, Make it real in reality. It's bring like, back Jake Ryan. I don't know. Make oh her fight God. with her ex. Yes, make it Jake Ryan. That would have been so much more fun. But anyway. It would have been a great way to bring him back sooner than they did. Yeah. I guess he's probably still in Antarctica doing that movie. I guess. Then she could have fought with his manager. I don't know. Like, yeah. make something interesting. So, or who his his co-star from that stupid movie that everyone thought he was dating? Make it her. That would have been great. That actress isn't doing anything, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Pancake Buffalo says no. You can't have your location back. And I just wrote in my notes. It is so weird. I can't even write what actually happens because I don't know how to describe it. This episode needs to be seen to be believed. And at the same time, don't watch this. Don't watch it. Don't. If I I could have, if I knew what was coming for me in this episode, I still would have had to have watched it. Yeah. But I, I would have 
you know. It gives you no context. Like, this episode could be plucked out of the order and you would still understand everything in Hannah Montana from start to finish. Yes, there is no consequence. I don't even think she learns that valuable of a lesson at the end. No! <laughs> no, she doesn't, and we'll get there. She learns no lessons. <laughs> so they go back to Mr. Garrison, who still doesn't want to help, and I, this scene also didn't need to exist. They should have just decided to do this on their own. But they go back to Mr. Garrison, and they're like, listen, Cindy and that puppet, who Cindy believes is real, are, like, evil. They're very mean. They are very self-serving. They don't have any, like, fairness. And he's like, whatever, gotta take a call. And so while he's on the phone, they're like, we gotta find a way to prove to him that, you know, about right, their that true pancake nature. is corrupt. <laughs> and uh, she's like, we have to find a way to prove it. And Lola turns to Oliver or to Mike and is like, these things usually involve bad accents, stinky food and costumes. And I was like, honestly, that sounds more like that's so Raven, but you know, points for any level of self-awareness. Right. (laughs) Because when she said stinky food, all I could think of was the um, stinky cheese episode of that's so Raven. Do you remember that? (gasps) Oh yeah. With the cheese in the vents. They, they aired that on like new year's day. And they, like, aired it all day long. It was, like, the only thing they showed. And I saw it, like, five times in 24 hours. You know? I could never watch it again after that. If I was watching TV and that was on, I was like, I guess I can't watch Disney Channel. I've seen it too much. (laughs) (laughs) Also during this scene is when Hannah calls Oliver by his real name, despite them being in public. Yes. She goes up after Lola gives the whole spiel to Mike about it'll involve all these things. Hannah walks over and goes, Oliver, I need your mom's security uniform. Oh, like her, uh, her like old cop uniform. Yeah. And I'm like, A, Oliver. B, here we go. Right. (laughs) I actually think their scheme is decent. Like it's more well thought out than most of the ones that they do. However, I'm surprised that they didn't try to like get Mr. Garrison to witness Cindy actually behaving badly. It instead was just, it was basically the McCaleb team from a few episodes. Yeah. Ago. It was basically from the movie set where she pretends to be Michaela. It was basically that. Yeah. But it was, yeah. Mr. But more, but more detailed because then we have so Oliver. So first as off, his mother, first off, I want to say, the scene opens with Mr. Garrison and Cindy waiting by the podium. And he's like, oh, yeah. well, it's two hours until the ceremony. Is there anything I can get you? I'm like, two hours? Why are you here then? Right. Why is and the then here two hours early? Yeah. And then he makes, or Pancake Buffalo, Cindy, makes Mr. Garrison um, a honorary buffalo buddy. Yeah, which apparently is something you... (laughs) It's a big deal. It's it's something you could get for, like, mailing in enough box tops. And uh, Mr. Garrison's mom, like, wouldn't let him get the cereal that had the box tops on it. And he makes some (laughs) joke about how his mom is such a fat ass. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Right. It was like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But But she could have all the donuts and... Yeah, it's really really dumb but he's like elated that he gets to be an honorary buffalo buddy 
And this is when Oliver shows up dressed as his mother, asking if they have a permit for the event. And I was like, Oliver dressed as this cop is a better disguise than Mike Stanley. I'm just going to say it. Yes. It's a better disguise. But then he... But then Garrison clocks the name tag saying Nancy Oaken, and Oliver's one says, yeah, my father named me. His name was Harriet. You got a problem with it? And my favorite response of the episode, I mean, not if you don't. <laughs> so he's like, you got a permit for this event? He's like, oh, it's in my car. Well, he's like, well, you better go get it. And then... Lily rolls up dressed as like a girl with the Baden Bowder Schlosser, whatever the yeah, she's dressed as a German girl with a candy cart, proclaiming that it's like the same brand of chocolate that uh Cindy liked so much on set. And Lily's <laughs> very funny in this, so she is able to lure Cindy away. And then Miley, who is in like a lime green tracksuit, and I'll be honest, it really looks like she's wearing a brown wig in this scene. It does. It didn't look like Miley hair. It looked like fake. Yeah, it looked, it looked like, like a wig. wig. It was I very was. Weird. I was very confused. I agree with that. But uh, she. Because at first, I didn't realize it was Miley when they first showed just like a side profile. I was like. Whose hair is that? I thought that? it was Miley, but I was like, why is she wearing a wig? And we never really got, like, a good look at it, so it's hard to tell, no. but it did look like a wig. She spends most of the second half of the episode crouched under a podium. Yeah, so she, she goes and hides behind the podium, and Miley now has control of Pancake, and calls Mr. Garrison a big loser, and, like, a bunch of other names, and, like, chastises him for being such a child. And then she, like, bites his nose with the puppet mouth. And he's like, okay, that's it. I'm going to give Hannah Montana her spot back. And then Cindy shows up and he's like, Cindy? And she's like, pancake? And Miley has to run away. (laughs) But like this moment where she, it looks like she genuinely believes pancake has come to life. Like she gets so wide on. She's like, pancake? Like is so excited and then realizes it was somebody else. But it was just like for a moment she just like genuinely believes pancake just like came to life but then that's like it for the scheme the next thing we see is miley like cleaning chili off of hannah's diamond and yeah she's like a squeegee she's like i can't believe my diamond is always getting but i'm like don't say it's your diamond you are in a very crowded space full of fans Right. Because, like, a Hannah Montana right. you fan just look... runs up a second later. Like, she could have heard. <laughs> right. And so, then, yeah, the lesson is, because the fan goes up and is like, oh, my gosh, it's Hannah Montana, and takes a picture of Chili and all. And so the lesson is, oh, I guess it only, it doesn't matter what you think as long as your fans are happy. Yeah. And I'm like, The little eh, girl's very excited okay. <laughs> to pose with Hannah's diamond. And, uh, and she's like, okay, well, if my fans don't care where my diamond is, I guess I shouldn't either. And. Yeah. And then, <laughs> like, I guess there must be construction happening nearby because a porta potty is like lowered by a crane onto Pancake Buffalo's diamond, and then the bumper is Pancake peeking out from the porta potty, trying to convince people not to use it. And I'm like, that doesn't solve the problem. No one can even tell right. that it's yours because it's completely covered. But whatever. Yeah. I just none of this needed to happen. There was like no real resolution. Like, okay, Miley learned the lesson that Robbie Ray was trying to tell her about at the beginning, but... It's about the fans, right? But, like, eh. And then the B-plot. Well, well... Doesn't matter. 
It's the same kind of thing that happens all the time. Something happens to Jackson. He almost loses his job. He fixes it. I will say this was more interesting than most of those. Than most of those. So Jackson tries to start his car, which is red again, even though I'm pretty sure the last time we saw it, it was blue. Uh, yep, I think that's the true. Car, the car is smoking from under the hood, and he kicks one of the tires, and it goes flat. And I'm like, "Yeah, that's how that works." Yeah, like <laughs> the rim falls out, and it goes flat. It's like that's not how tires work, but okay. He calls Rico to tell him that his car has broken down and that he'll be late for work. And he's like, "Well, if you're not here in five minutes, you're getting fired." And I'm like, "Hey, there's no way Rico would actually fire him because." He hasn't fired him right. over weirder stuff in the past. But B, it also doesn't look like Jackson is five minutes away from work. It looks like he's at, like, some studio lot. He does look like he's at a studio lot. He's not at home or anything. He's, like, in front of a studio no. lot. It's very weird. I don't know what he was doing there. Yeah. But I was like, Jackson should just call his bluff because I don't think he's getting fired. But Jackson's like, no. I'll get someone to cover my shift. And that ends up being Robbie Ray, who is wearing the right shirt and everything for it. And I was like, okay, I do like this concept. However, I'm not convinced that Robbie Ray would go for this and actually step up. No. This. It's not really in his Robbie Ray is Robbie Ray is all about teaching his kids lessons. He doesn't give his kids money. So why would he cover his kids job? Like, no, it's so out of character for Robbie I did Ray. like it. But yeah, I was like, he would never, he would never do this. No. So, Bobby Ray is uh, working at the shack, and my God, is he huge next to Rico. I We had never <laughs> seen them stand next to each other before, and oh, wow. Rico compliments Robbie Ray's hair, but it is a backhanded compliment because apparently Robbie's getting hair in all of the food. Nachos. Yes, <laughs> a disgusting thing in this episode, by the way. Yeah, because he pulls out a hair that is actually longer then Robbie Ray's like hair out of nacho nachos. Cheese. And yeah. it's... Ugh. So he puts a hairnet on Robbie Ray, which then Robbie Ray is like, this is a crime against nature. And it's like, well, no, it's like health code. Like, that's like very normal. <laughs> but, right. Uh, Robbie calls Rico an evil little boy, like Karina Smirnoff did in that one episode. And I'm like, this might as well be a catchphrase <laughs> at this point. But uh, Rico takes it as a compliment. Uh, but Rico is like, okay, now scrape all of the gum off the bottom of like the like table where the shack is. And, uh, instead Robbie Ray sticks Rico to it so that he can't get out and leaves. And, uh, Rico's like, Jackson is fired. (laughs) Yeah. So then Jackson shows up. And finds Rico there and finds out Rico's he's Rico's getting his nails done, by the way. Rico has yes. one woman doing each hand of his on, and, like, yes. working on his nails. When and Jackson brings back Robbie Ray to apologize. Yes. So Robbie Ray apologizes for his behavior. And it's like, it doesn't reflect on Jackson. But I'm like, I just kind of want more of this Robbie Ray versus Rico feud, to be honest. That's way more interesting <laughs> than anything else going on. But he leaves. And Rico starts insulting Jackson, being like, well, I know what you get being a loser from your dad. And he, like, continues to insult Robbie Ray. And then this very dramatic music plays. And Rico seems to realize that he's gone too far. 
and Jackson sticks Rico back under the counter and sticks gum on his nose. And I'm just not realizing that's all we see of it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Those so, it's like three three tiny tiny moments. So I here's the thing. Rico was willing to fire Jackson over something out of his control, which is his car breaking down, but he is not firing Jackson for no. sticking him to the table and leaving him there. Right. There's this no is logic why, like, to this call episode. His bluff. Just call Rico's bluff. He's not going to fire you. No. He can't. Who else wants to work for him? No one. I know every once in a while there will just be like an unspoken moment of like somebody else behind the counter. And I'm like, who are you? <laughs> Since when do you work It's here? like usually just some like pretty girl. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. I mean, that's. That's it. That's the episode. That's Hannah in the streets with diamonds. Yep, that's it. Was there anything we didn't talk about that we need to address? I don't think so. I mean, the tracksuit was probably the best part of the episode. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I feel like this episode just is not 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 a good episode. But I love seeing the quintessential mid two thousands tracksuit. <laughs> I I liked. Robbie Ray versus Rico. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it. Rico's getting his nails done and he said, keep them sharp. I like to scratch. I thought that was ridiculous and I loved it. Um, I like to scratch. Like, (laughs) yeah, this is not a good one. No. This has it's very not. little redeeming quality to it. I know that statistically there must be some person out there that this is their favorite episode of Hannah Montana. And I'm like, I'm sorry what for you. What's up with that? What, what's going on there? Uh, yeah. I, I really, I'm still like trying to think. I'm like, what other episodes? I don't know. Even the ones where I'm like, this plot sucks. This shouldn't be happening. Robbie Ray needs to step in, whatever, whatever. They're still, like, more entertaining than this. Right. There are, like, moments and some plots that, like, I'm like, okay, that's not fun. Um, But this whole episode was just, like, a eh, why kind of deal. I was like, this is a half an hour of my life that I will never get back. Yeah. Uh (laughs) In fact, it was. But you know what? I'm on vacation, so it's fine. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, any final thoughts? Um, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I have any either. Um, despite Miley being dressed as Hannah for the vast majority of this episode, there's like no songs or anything. No, none. Yeah. Yeah, she makes a reference to We've Got the Party, but, like, there's no no song. She does? Yeah, she makes some comment. She tries to make a pun about We've Got the Party. I think it's when they're singing about the potty song. I think she makes some sort of reference, but, like, yeah, that's it. That's the only Hannah Montana music reference that there they is probably in just tuned it out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well... Yep. Thanks for joining me, Kayla. (laughs) 
Thanks for having me, Elise. <laughs> Aren't you glad you got to do this one? I mean, I love, wasn't the last, no, the last episode I was on wasn't Jonas, was it? Yeah, or was, it was there another one? It was. Mm-hmm. So this is a downgrade from Jonas, but it was still fun. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. Do you want to let people know where they can find you? <laughs> Yeah. Um, easiest way to find me is just to go to soundlikealexo.com. That's where all my stuff is. It'll take you to my podcast, Lifestyled, which is back. Finally, it was supposed to come back the same week as the Jonas episode came out, and then it didn't, but it's back now. <laughs> um, and my Instagram is Danielle 11 and those are probably the best places to find me. Um, and then back here soon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Hopefully for a much better conversation. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure the next thing you're going to be on for is um, a very special, special episode. episode. Yeah. <laughs> Between I'm episodes. excited. So uh, yeah. enjoy that little teaser. Submit your guesses now. Uh- <laughs> it's going to be a blast. Um, I'm sure probably before that episode, you'll get another episode of Lifestyled where Elise and I talk about Taylor Swift conspiracies. So, uh, oh my gosh, I have look, so much I want to talk to you about Taylor Swift. About. We have a lot. So we'll, yeah, there'll be a new episode of Lifestyled sometime soon with Elise talking Taylor Swift stuff. So don't, don't worry. <laughs> we have to do like a general chat and then we have to do another one when Red drops in November. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We have, yeah. <laughs> We've got a lot of Taylor Swift to talk about. I, um, I love that so, I'm basically yes. just the official Taylor Swift correspondent for Lifestyle. And Al- yeah, and Alana's the Bachelor correspondent. Like, I have <laughs> I have my people. <laughs> my friend Sarah is the fantasy novel correspondent. Like, I've, I've got a crew. <laughs> and Elise's specialty is Taylor Swift. <laughs> yes. I have been on for other things, but, I mean. Yes. That's the... That's the- 90% but of the mostly time, Taylor Swift. like, if you want to be on my show, it's so that we can talk about Taylor Swift, so. Yeah, I pretty much. I highly recommend checking out the episodes of Lifestyle that I am on. I'm a fan of all of them. <laughs> They're all pretty good. Um, and they either will have a Taylor Swift album title in the title or say something about Taylor Swift. There's at least three Taylor Swift ones. <laughs> Well, goodness. And thanks so much to all of you for tuning into today's episode of Humping Up the Podcast. Thanks for sticking with me through this rough week. I know that this was probably not as much fun to listen to as the ones where I'm like really going in, but there's just nothing here. So next week, I hope you'll join us. We'll, we will be when we will be discussing <laughs> season two, episode 26 of Hannah Montana. It's called Yet Another Side of Me. And uh, looking forward to that. Haven't seen it yet. We'll just find out. <laughs> if you want to find us online, we're on Twitter at Pumping Up the Pod, Instagram at Pumping Up the Podcast. I'm on Twitter at Lovely Lisi, Instagram at Actor Release. And until next time, keep on pumping up the party.